We got a good show for you today. Today we have Hayden Hatton. He is a wide receiver at the University of Idaho. Let's get right into the video. All right, so a few like kind of random ones before I get like in your career, but in a season, how many football gloves do you go through, you think? Oh, that's a good question. You know, it is so for practice, you would you need more gloves for practice and for games, as crazy yeah. as it sounds. You just catch so many more balls. I'd say I'd probably go through one a week just with like how how often when you're beating them up so i'd say i, I about like 10 10 to like 10 to 15 gloves a season yeah just to, and, and sometimes you get like a rip or and, and it just ruins the glove so like there's like malfunctions like that that could like just wipe out your gloves in total <laughs> yeah i was always wondering that i was thinking about like questions to ask and i never asked that before and you being a wide receiver um so my next one is like what's the funniest thing a fan has ever said to you Oh, dude, I don't I, – I've had – there was this one guy who was at the spring game, and and he bought a 80 jersey, that an Idaho 80 jersey from China. Yeah. And he took it off and threw it down to me with the, with the Sharpie on there. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the spring game. And I was kind of taken back. I'm like, dude, this, that's baller. Like, that's player. Yeah. I'll sign it. And he didn't really say anything to me, but that was, like, one of the funniest, like, altercations I've ever had with a fan. Because, like, then I brought him down. We took pictures and stuff. But it was just, like, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. You know, usually, like, you yeah. come down, hey, hey, he just took it off. He, and just he, threw it right it. <laughs> he won the autograph. He was getting it one way or another. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you might not follow stats, but if you do, like, what is your favorite stat to follow? like stat as in like receiving stats or like just anything like football wise oh i like uh i mean obviously i like the the touchdown stat right like receiving touchdown stat mm -hmm. but i i think my favorite stat in all of football is throwing touchdowns mm -hmm. just because i i think that's really cool um for a quarterback like somebody like tom brady who leads the the entire nfl career and and throwing touchdowns and Stuff like that. It's just it's a pretty uh pretty surreal like accomplishment because like every quarterback in the world, all they want to do is throw touchdowns, either on the goal line or and like quarterback has so much more uh can determine so much more because they touch the ball on every play mm -hmm. compared to like some receivers, like receivers one of those positions you need a shot. And so if the play's not called to you or you're not, you know, the ball's not coming your way, it's it's one of those positions you just have to let the game come to you. You can't really force things and quarterback you touch the ball in every play so you can you can always make a play if it's a if it's a passing play yeah um so in the nfl right now who do you think's the most underrated player oh you know what i'm gonna and he's not underrated because like he's he's a stud and people see that but i think justin jefferson is the best wide receiver in the nfl right now yeah just with the way he goes up and attacks the ball and he, he's a fearless fearless catcher um and I think that separates you in the NFL because you see a lot of guys who, who not chicken out, but they're just like Justin Jefferson will throw everything he's got to go get the ball. And I think that's like a, a characteristic of a great wide receiver. So yeah. I think he's he's the number one receiver in the league right now. So I guess going off that, who would you put as your top five? Um, I'd put him. So Justin yeah. Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. Uh, I, it's going to be wrong, but I'm going to put Thielen. I want to see what Thielen does yeah. with the, 
the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, it's I'm gonna throw a tight end in, and I'm gonna put Kelsey. And yeah. as a, like, I think Kelsey's a great receiving receiver. Uh, Hill's good too. Ugh. Yeah, I'll I'll say Hill because he's actually a receiver. Yeah. So th- that'll be my five. Yeah, no, that's a good list. Um, I want to kind of get into a little bit your you know your career. So the 2020-21, uh, you had the spring season, and then you had to go into the fall. What was that like? Yeah. So that was that was interesting. You know, like. And and now that was only my second season in college, mm. so I, I I guess I was I, I've always been adjusted to playing fall in the or football in the fall, right? And when, when that got taken away during the COVID season, we were going to play in the spring. It was such a quick turnaround. Mm. It felt like there was no like separation of seasons. We only played in six games in the in the COVID year. Yeah. So that I guess that was good just to keep us like more fresh for the the real season like upcoming but it was it was it was such a quick transition that it felt like you were almost like season to season like you were in a camp you finish your season then you're in a camp like in the next month so it was kind of it was kind of crazy but I mean you do what you do right like we didn't really have a choice that was that was what we the cards we were dealt did you have to go about things different, like managing the body and different things to like avoid injuries and stuff or no, not really? Um, I, I think you're always kind of managing injuries. You know, you're a college athlete, you know, you yeah. have to stay ahead of like those things, like, and you're always doing preventative work. It's, it's more, uh, it's more, the more games you play, the more chance you have to get hurt. Right. Like, and so like when you play 18 games in a, five month span like it's just a lot of opportunities to that's probably why you saw like a decent number of kids go down during a season like that it's just more more life plays you know so you coming into college you were a tight end and now you're obviously a wide receiver did you know that change was going to happen or not really going into it yeah you know I I kind of always knew I was a wide receiver I in high school I was a bigger kid and so coaches started recruiting me were like hey you could be a tight end and I never really even had my hand on the line as a as a high school kid but I was willing to do anything to get on a team and uh when Idaho reached out to me I I jumped on it immediately at well so at first I was committed to Brown to go play tight end my brother I have a twin brother who plays football with me here as well so we wanted to go to the same school and uh, when we decommitted, Idaho offered both of us, and we were like, "Yeah, this is this is a perfect fit." And so we came here, and he played linebacker. I played tight end at the time, and we had a decent amount of receivers go down. And they were like, "You know what? Let's let's plug Hatton in at the X." You know, I was I was, and as a tight end, I was running like receiving tight end routes. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't like the hand in the ground like true eleven personnel yeah. tight end. I was running the uh, the fancy tight end, right, yeah. where you get to run like the the fifteen yard digs and the clear out corners and stuff like that. To where they it, it wasn't really much of a transition for me to go back to receiver because that's what I've been playing my whole life anyways. And so I was happy when the move happened and I never gave the position back. <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of it's funny. It kind of went into like my next couple questions. So, uh, so what was like the recruiting process like for you out of high school? 
Because I saw like a thing where it's I know you hate Northern Arizona because they like didn't recruit you. I saw something about that, or so I was I was wondering about the recruiting process. Yeah, the my recruiting process was a little weird because I I received um I received one Power Five scholarship and that was to Louisville, and um and then I received a like only one Big Sky Conference scholarship, which was um uh Idaho. And then I had a couple of other FBS schools like Nevada. Um, it it was Army, you know, new schools along those lines, and then like USD. And my brother and I wanted to play together, and the Ivy League offered both my brother and I. And then my brother had some opportunities at schools that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And Brown seemed like a great fit because you know they both offered us. We were both going to go there, and so we committed there before our, the start of our senior season. And the head coach got fired, so that like kind of changed our entire yeah. view of the program. We we're like, oh wow, like maybe this isn't the best fit for for us right now. You know, they're going through a transitional phase. So we we took our visit. We weren't fully committed with with how things were going, and so we decided to to pull out and decommit, reopen up our recruitment, and we got a we had a couple of opportunities at other schools. But Idaho was the was definitely our, our favorite of the of the bunch. And when we came up and visited Idaho, we just fell in love with it and and took it. Yeah. And it's been so, a blessing. Yeah. So what's it like playing college football with your brother? I mean, I feel like if you have a sibling, it's gotta be your dream to play college sport with them. Yeah, it's it's really cool. You know, we we so I, I have a cousin up here who plays basketball as well. And uh and we all all three of us live together, which awesome. is uh yeah, which is fantastic. You know, um, my brother and I were lifelong best friends. We've we've grown up playing football, basketball, baseball together on the same team since we were five years old. And so to see both of our dreams kind of come true and unfold at the University of Idaho, we're forever thankful to to be Vandals. And um, two years uh, here, my cousin was getting recruited to play college basketball and he wasn't sure really where he was going to go. He ended up going to a prep school and um, I knew we were short on numbers in the, on the basketball team. Yeah. So I, I went to coach Claus, who was the coach at the time. And I was like, Hey, recruit my cousin, man. He's from Bakersfield, California. Um, our families were never, we were, we're always close, but yeah. we were never in the same area. And, you know, they were in Bakersfield. I was in Phoenix, Arizona. We were both playing sports, busy, busy childhoods growing up um, to where it's really never like our family's never been closer. You know, my my dad and his brother who have lived like apart from each other for the past 20 years now come to every one of the games for football and basketball. And and it's been an, a, a blessing. You know, it's it's just been so fun yeah. that I, I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. Yeah, no, it's awesome. The power of sports getting the families closer. Um, obviously, like the NFL has to be like in the back of your mind a little bit. Like, what are some things you're like working on, you know, to get there and you know everything? Yeah, you know, with the NFL, it's it's always just at the end of the day, eighty percent of what the NFL is going to look at is what you do between the lines on Saturdays. You know, and it, it yeah. doesn't matter what school or where you're doing it at if you're if you're putting up numbers and you're performing, that's what the NFL is going to look at. That's the first thing that gets you on the board. So my my first thing is going out and 
playing the best football I can in this this upcoming season and having the Vandals win a lot of games and making a run into the playoffs because I think that's what's going to help not only my stock but our entire team's draft stock. You know, you see teams like SDSU and NDSU who are always sending these guys from from FCS schools and it's because they're always the top teams in the country. And then um, besides that, I'm definitely, you know, preparing for for the combine stuff and training for things like that and making sure my height and weight and uh, passing the eye test just to to give myself every advantage I can. You know, I I know I'm going to test well in a lot of the events. I feel very, very good. Um, But you know, a tenth of a second is is a third round pick to a sixth round pick pretty quickly and a 40 yard dash, which blows my mind because you're not sure how much it really correlates to to getting open on somebody, but that's what they look at. So you you have to buckle down and, and train for events like that. So I, I think I'm more right now where I stand, I'm more worried about getting my body in the best shape possible and going and having a great season and then really preparing for for all the combine stuff after uh the season finishes up but for now i'm just trying to win games yeah well i was i'm gonna kind of change my question a little bit but like after a season you have like a lot of players would have transferred you kind of said why like you stayed but why don't you think a lot of people look at like the fcs as like a viable option to the nfl like i see people have a great season they're immediately looking to transfer you know i I think uh, I think there's – this is a tough question, right? Because obviously that entered my mind. I had a lot of like people reaching out to me, asking me what I'm thinking. And um, for my own personal like story, I just I, – I, I'm so loyal to the, to the University of Idaho. You know, these guys gave me a scholarship that, that – uh, that I'll forever be grateful for. I have my undergrad from here. I'm going and getting a master's degree from the University of Idaho as well. And and they've just provided me and my family with so much that I want to come here and and give it my all this last season and try to help the Vandals go win a win a big sky championship. And you can make it out of any school. You just have to have the numbers. And I think transferring the transfer portal is and you're a college athlete, so you understand how quickly people are to jump in the transfer portal and everything. Mm-hmm. The transfer portals for people who are in a bad situation. And, and typically that's why you see, you know, kids who are in the transfer portal transfer three, three or four times. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it might not be the situation they're in. It might actually be them that are, you know, like every, every day they're like, Oh, I, I'm better than this. I'm going to transfer. This is unfair. I'm going to transfer rather than buckling down and working hard. But I think the transfer portals for people who are truly in a bad spot and you see people who are in a bad spot that use it and go excel at a different school and then they stay at that school. Well, if you're at a school where you're already excelling and you're having a great time and and you appreciate everything that's been given to you, I think it's important to stay at that school because that's not what the transfer portals for. It's for people who who actually need an outlet to go somewhere else. Yeah, because it's like the old saying, if it like, ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, don't. Yeah, yeah the grass isn't always greener, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But I just think it's important if, you, if you're in a good spot and and you're excelling, there's no reason to 
to give up something where people have invested four years of your life into you and you know but the scholarship the scholarship we sign as athletes is over like three hundred twenty thousand dollars that would like yeah. if you accumulate everything it's stipend and it's a it's it's nuts to where yeah. it doesn't matter what job i was working in high school i wasn't going to make that money no and so you just you look back and you just kind of you're thankful for for the opportunity to go play at a school like this and and yeah, I would. The last thing I do is leave leave some place that's given so much to me. Yeah. Final couple questions. So you had four touchdowns in the first half of the Eastern Washington game. Talk a little bit about like that game. Yeah, I love playing against Eastern Washington. So they're they're only like sixty miles away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends, Logan Kendall, who played at Idaho, transferred to Utah for his last year, um, was from Cheney and that's where Eastern Washington is located. So I've been down there a ton and, and I, I know a good amount of kids on the team and they talk crazy. Cause they used to like, we've gone back and forth the entire time I've been here. And now we're, we've started, started balling out against them and rolling them. And so every time I play against Eastern Washington, I want to win. I, I, during the COVID season, I caught like my first game winning touchdown against, (laughs) against Eastern. And so, I just love playing against Eastern. I know the guys well, and it's like a backyard brawl that it's, it, you know, may the best man win. And then whoever wins is the king of the Palouse for the year. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, So you played a lot of places all around in the country. Where has been your favorite place to play? Oh, I like, and I, I hate saying this because I don't like the school because I think they're jerks but I think everybody thinks they're jerks because they have such a great fan base, but I love, I love playing at Montana. Yeah. You know, Montana just has a different sort of environment and, uh, and it's, it's kind of the, uh, the, Oh, if, if they're on my side, you love them, but if you're against them, you hate them. Hate them yeah. Right. Like, like, so like if, like I think the Idaho Vandal fans are slowly becoming more and more like that as we, as we start picking up some steam, but you know, a team with that type of support, from their fan base you just you dislike them because you're almost jealous of that support like they have the best fans in the country like you, you go play there and there's not a seat available all 30,000 seats are sold out standing ovation people care about the Montana Grizz it's it's a really really cool environment and that's like a Saturday college football environment for sure yeah um last question it's always like the hardest one but when your career's over down the line how do you want to be remembered yeah that is a that is a tough question um you know I just I I think I, I want to be remembered as a guy who showed up every day practiced lunch and and worked hard and you know I I think that's the most important thing is you see people who have dreams and aspirations to go play in the NFL or play in the NBA or whatever professional league their sport is in. And they don't realize how consistency plays such a big factor in doing something like that. And so if if you show up every day and, and I'm remembered as the guy who showed up at practice every day, ran every rep as hard as he could and, and, you know, left it all out there every time he was out there, that's, that's the most important thing to me because you can't teach heart. You can't teach effort. You know, you can teach techniques, but yeah, if you care, you care. Yeah. Well, Hayden, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I hope to stay in touch and you know, best of luck this season. Thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, dude.